Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You are listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guests are award-winning director Rebecca Snow and executive producer Kareen Chambers-Sani, and we're going to be talking about their award-winning documentary, Pandora's Box, Lifting the Lid on Menstruation. Welcome to the show, Kareen and Rebecca. Hi. Thank you, Jan. It's great to have you here. It's been a long road coming, as they say. I was very, when I saw this film last year at the Santa Barbara Film Festival, and uh, you had an after party, I I couldn't wait to talk to both of you. And at that point, I said, I really want to have you on the show, because this was such an eye-opening documentary. And I was not aware of the issues that are addressed in this documentary. So it really struck me and struck me to my heart to realize that this is a problem worldwide. Rebecca, uh, just so our audience knows what this documentary is about. Could you tell us a little bit? Yeah, indeed. So the documentary is about um, the sort of global issue of period poverty and the stigmatization of of menstruation around the world. Um, And it talks about something called menstrual equity, which is basically, you know, looking at the sort of lack of access to supplies and education um, for people, uh, women and girls and people who menstruate, um, and how we can kind of break down those barriers and make sure that, you know, people aren't suffering, not being able to go to work, not being able to get supplies when they're whether they're in you know schools or prison um just because just because of the simple fact that they menstruate it it just was amazing to me that this was even an issue worldwide and and in north america um and you know you think okay maybe in third world countries it may be an issue but when you bring it home and it's an issue it was just eye-opening Kareen, how did you get involved with this as an executive producer? Because filmmaking is not your um, genre, right? You, you have no, a- no. I'm actually um, a founder and CEO of a company called Diva International, and we're in the menstruation space. We make a reusable, sustainable product called the Diva Cup. And I was actually speaking at a conference in New York City. It was the first ever period con. This was in end of 2017, and we decided to bring a film together to document it and we started like we were already very we've been very involved in the menstrual equity movement uh we we support many organizations and it's something that's really uh, part of the ethos of our company and uh, creating and normalizing menstruation so when we decided to film this we started capturing all these really cool interviews with with change makers and activists and and all of a sudden it just the idea came this this had to be a film this this needed to be something bigger than it was and interestingly enough it grew it was originally not um as a full-length documentary uh, i think the budget grew like three times and it just felt like this issue the more we dug in the more um attention and care this this film was given to really create something special and and something that uh, can create awareness and and just create education around such an important issue it it really is uh, an important issue did you say period con yes (laughs) all right i I didn't want to let that pass me by what is period there is a period con there is a period con what is that oh um well it was actually put on by uh, there's an organization uh, called period.org and it's a group of young actors 
office. They have chapters all all over the world now, I believe, but primarily in the U.S. And um, they were bringing, were putting this period con on and bringing all their um, their chapter leaders. And it was kind of like you know a, a who's who of of the menstrual equity movement, um, and just bringing people together to discuss the issues. There was so many interesting panels and experts, and there's actually a very vibrant movement and there's a lot of people that have dedicated many many years to these issues and like dedicate their life to it so it was it's really it's really quite um, even more than I realized and we're even involved in it it's that's amazing it truly is amazing so I want to ask you then how did you come up with developing the diva cup well the diva cup actually goes back to my mother Francine as a 13 year old girl and just hating the products of the time so she was she was she had it in her mind that there had to be a better way. And she started dreaming of this concept of menstrual cup. And sure enough, I was 14. So this was like 30 years later or no, wait, way more than that. She, this was in the sixties. She was initially thinking about it. So, um, in the nineties, she discovered the concept existed and there was this this concept of menstrual cup, which is reusable. It's better for the environment. It's better for women's bodies and menstruators' bodies. And it's just it's just a better way. And so she spent the next ten years dedicating herself to doing this. And then in 2010, we came together. No, not 2010. Oh, I'm getting all my dates mixed up. In 2001. Um, we decided to modernize the concept out of modern medical grade silicone and improve upon the, the design. And we started now our 20 year journey in uh, promoting this eco friendly option. I started using the Diva Cup when we made this film. I've never used a, a menstrual cup before, and it has literally cha- changed my period experience. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to pitch your product there, but it is amazing. And it's like you know, I just hadn't. I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't even considered it before. But it's extraordinary. Well, I, you know, that's it is that just the thought of it is extraordinary, um, and 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 that it's you know so it's much better for the environment, and that's also great, and you know that's always a good thing, too. So, well, Rebecca, how did you get involved in this project? I was approached by the producers who who Corinne was working with, um, Anya Corby and Kate Martinian from from a place called Media One Creative here in Toronto. We're, we're a Canadian. Uh, bunch of filmmakers um and they approached me about the talk um i'm a freelance filmmaker and um i was immediately enthralled like i it's 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 really um kind of embarrassing to admit i mean i hadn't really thought hard about how challenging it would be um not to be able to manage your menstruation every month how completely debilitating that is for a a woman. Like, you know, basically, you know, there are people all around the world, including in our cities, here in Toronto or or where you are in in California, who um, 
you know, cannot go to school or, or find it challenging to go to work because they have, of lack of access to supplies, you know, uh, whether they're expensive or whatever it might be. And so in the film, we meet some of the people who um, are most impacted by that, whether it's, you know, this incredible girl in sub-Saharan Africa, um, Helen, who we, we spent a bit of time with in the film, um, who hadn't been to school for months because um, her mother uh, says in the film, you know, I, I paid for, I, I buy menstrual products for her sister, but not for Helen. So Helen was then not able to go to school. Um, and, you know, another woman in our film um, in London who's, who said, you know, she, she has experienced really, really debilitating period poverty, uh, you know, in her life. So it's a massive issue. And so, you know, when I was first approached about the film, it was just a no-brainer. And, um, you know, it's turned me into a bit of a, kind of a raging feminist (laughs) (laughs) because I get so angry about why these why these barriers are in place and it's it is you know when you look at it it's you know a a kind of it's another layer of oppression and repression and inequity that women face in our society and it's and it's, it's maddening well you know again you know I as I said, you know, up front, I, I was not aware that this was even an issue until I saw your documentary. And it was so eye-opening to realize that this is worldwide and in and very rich countries. Um, so there's so many wonderful stories in this film. Um, Corinne, for you, what was one of the most heartbreaking? Because there's so many to talk about, and we will talk about a, a number of them. But for you, what story really touched your heart when you were doing this film? Yeah, and there there are so many. Um, but I think I think the one that really hit me the most was Christine in um, Africa and basically she was forced into prostitution because she couldn't afford menstrual products and and the way in which it happened um, I don't want to give away too much because the story is so interesting but it's not what you think it's not um it's more subtle than that. And it was kind of uh, an exchange. Well, you know, you need something. So it wasn't like she was seeking that. It was just kind of an opportune, uh, opportunistic. And this, as sad as it was, um, it's a very inspiring story. And we absolutely love just seeing her journey and, and what she did with that and what she's doing today. And, and there's, yeah, that was kind of unexpected. We, when we first, especially when we were um, traveling around India and Africa, didn't know exactly what we were going to find. And the stories that came out of it are, uh, they all have so many layers to them. And it's, it's just really powerful to see it kind of all pulled together in, in one film. There, are, there's so many. I mean, every story is very powerful, um, and and some of the ingenuity of some of the women too. So, Rebecca, what was? Uh, well, and we'll talk about that. But um, what was the most? What, what what story really touched you the most? I mean, again, there's so many of them. But what was mm. the one that stood out more than others for you? Um, I think one of the ones that really stood out for me, um, not necessarily because I was touched by it, because I was so 
horrifically shocked by it was um, we talked to uh, Topeka K. Sam, who is this incredible force um, for uh, you know kind of justice for formerly incarcerated women. She she's a she was a former federal and state prisoner, I believe, in the U.S. Um, and we spoke to her about the issue of you know access to menstrual supplies in prisons and. Just her stories were were horrifying. We spoke to her and another woman, Vanessa Sykes, as well. Um, and the, you know, the stories are just extraordinary. It's just um, you know, like basically human rights abuses um, is what's going on in prisons. Um, and Vanessa, very sadly, has since actually passed passed away from COVID. So oh, that no. kind of even more poignant you know is in memory of her um is 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 the story she told us in the film it's shocking uh it was shocking to me um what's going on in women's prisons and yes yes in the united states that these women don't have any dignity you know that they can't menstruate with dignity what is that about i mean it just that it just boggles the brain you know when you think about some of these things yeah how long did it take you to film this movie, Rebecca? Goodness. Well, I mean, Corinne just mentioned that the first bit of filming was period con. Corinne, when did you say that was? 20? That was uh, November 2017. 2017. And I think some of the last stuff I shot was at the Women's March um, in New York with with uh, that wonderful activist and lawyer, Jennifer Weiss-Wolf, who's kind of, you know, trying to um, advance menstrual equity in the US. Uh, and that would have been early 2019, I believe. So two years, probably, okay. in all, to make the film, um, to film the film, and then <laughs> the edit and all the other stuff, that all the other fun stuff that goes into a documentary film. So how did you uh, discover the stories you know, what, what led you to each one of the people that you highlight in this film? Um, Kareen, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, well, I think we did a lot of research um, and our, our um, partners with the film Media One Creative that we partnered with to create the film and the other um, producers that Rebecca mentioned also did a ton of research and some of the connections were through our connections to um, our diva cares program and people that we work with and um, through Jennifer Weiss Wolf, who's an activist. And it's kind of, you know, one story led to another. Um, And when we were in Africa, um, we actually were talking, we were working with Femme International that really introduced us and had relationships with, with the women in the Maasai village. So uh, ordinarily, outsiders wouldn't really be able to have that kind of access. So we worked with a number of people and it kind of felt like it was guided. The story just also... Um, unfolded and and the the stories that we didn't even expect where we were looking for those kinds of stories so it was really kind of powerful and what we ended up with is is something that we're incredibly proud of and I think if we can just get it in front of more people they will be blown away by the film 
Oh, I I totally agree with you. It's a beautifully done film from start to finish. It's very uh, riveting and uh, it touches your heart. And um, I don't care what gender you may be. um, When you watch this film, you cannot walk away without... Um, being, you know, your mind being opened um, by this film and your heart being opened also by it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the ingenuity. Um, the And I think it was in Africa, uh, forgive me if I have the wrong country, about, you know, creating uh, menstrual pads for these young women. Because, And let's talk about how it affects them in their education. Rebecca, why don't you answer that question? Yeah, so we filmed in Kenya and Uganda in Africa. Um, and uh, Corinne mentioned earlier um, uh, Christine, uh, who had herself as a young girl um, experienced, you know, terrible, uh, terrible period poverty and issues with access to supplies. Um, and that really kind of set her on her path. Uh, and she's now working as an ambassador um, and and uh, making products for a company called Days for Girls, who we kind of followed um, uh, while we were filming in Uganda and Kenya. Um, and Days for Girls, basically, you know, it's a, it's a sort of part of our film, is that Days for Girls create these they they basically set up enterprises female-led enterprises um in different countries in africa and they i think it's just africa maybe maybe they do stuff in other places in the world i shouldn't just say africa but we were featuring them in africa um and they 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 these sort of women-led enterprises um create uh reusable pads um and i won't go into too much detail because it's in the film and it's sort of nice to see it unfold but but basically you know it's it's amazing because not only is it supplying know girls and women who may not otherwise be able to go to school or work with these reusable pads and a really sort of sustainable solution but also um, empowering um, economically and socially uh, these women who are creating these enterprises so it's a really uh, incredible um, kind of setup Um, so that was really inspiring I think. Very inspiring and Kenya has a special place in my heart it's a place where I've I've also gone on uh, humanitarian trips and um, so it, it holds a very special place in my heart. Um, Corinne, how did you get, I mean, there's so many people involved in this film, but how did, talk a little bit about trans activist Kenny Jones and his involvement in this. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we were really fortunate um, to connect with Kenny Jones, um, who's trans man and had experienced quite a lot of um, really, like, really shed some light on experiencing periods as a trans man and what that means and and just brings around the the information that um, periods don't really have anything to do with gender and that they affect people that menstruate um, no matter how they identify. And so just seeing that perspective and in the film and just in such a really strong, um, strong person who's who's just dealt with it is is quite quite interesting as well. It was definitely interesting to get his perspective from the you know other side of things too. So uh, I totally agree with you. How has your life changed um, by this film? And I'll I'll direct that to both of you, but I'll start with Rebecca. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that um, I've become a bit of a <laughs> Feminist. My poor husband is. Uh, I'm constantly asking him what what he's going to do to smash the patriarchy every day. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I think just you know, my eyes have been opened. I this is sort of one of my first films moving into just kind of in terms of my interest, sort of into social issues, uh, and it kind of solidified my desire to want to make more films about really important social issues like this um, that aren't talked about. Uh, you know, one of the big things with this, with the whole movement, and you know, the issue with menstruation is that it's so stigmatized and so so taboo that no one talks about it so of course making a film is you know is part of the movement in the sense that you're trying to get people to bloody well talk about menstruation um so you know that was an important uh sort of thing so yeah i mean i think you know it it just uh made me realize that i'm i'm definitely i'm i'm sort of more committed to making you know kind of more feminist centric social issue films and that that's uh, that was a kind of a joy to discover wonderful kareen how about for you how has this changed your life well it definitely it definitely has deepened um our passion and what we do within our organization we we have expanded our program significantly and we're truly committed to accessibility access and education and activism and it's it's just become such a strong it's become even more of a driving force within our organization and for our people and so it does like i i tell people that this is actually what gets me up every single day you know having products is wonderful i i love our company i love our products but actually this work is what really truly motivates me and doing the film just created such a deep connection to that a deeper connection uh, to the work that we were involved in and and it just has forced us and has called us to to ask ourselves what what more can we do and we're always asking ourselves that and looking for other ways that we can con- that we can contribute to the movement and and try to move the needle on some of these issues how wonderful every day to wake up and be able to um, work on a project that's pa- you're passionate about every day and helping people at, at the same time so that I really admire uh, that how has the response to the film uh, been so far Rebecca because you you did play at some film festivals prior to the pandemic hitting last year um, so how has mm-hmm. how's the response been to the film great I mean we pl- we played a bunch of festivals including Santa Barbara that you mentioned and what was so great about Santa Barbara is that it also coincided with the weekend of the women's March so we were we had I think we we played one theater and then there was the women's March and we all went out and marched and handed out you know um, menstrual equity and Pandora's box kind of badges and you know we were there with Jennifer Weisswolf who's in the film um, it was an amazing experience and then also just what I've really enjoyed in terms of you know the festivals is just the, res- the responses from the audience you know you mentioned earlier about you know any gender can appreciate this film well actually a lot of a lot of the sort of most enthusiastic responses we've had or at least most kind of like wow I had no idea that's mind-blowing are from men in the audience which is great and I I personally think that if this film can be seen by by men and, and boys in particular, I think it should be shown in schools. You know, I think that this, because this is, it, it, it is at its essence a gender equality issue. And so, you know, for 
for more boys to see this film as well as girls. I think that's incredibly important. I couldn't agree with you more. Where can people see Pandora's box lifting the lid on menstruation? Either well, one we're super excited. It'd take us quite a while to get this all sorted out. But um, as of March 8th, International Women's Day, it's now streaming on all main platforms such as iTunes, Vimeo, Google Play. Um, and they can find out more if they if they go to the website follow us on social. And what's the website? The website is pandorasboxthefilm.com. Pandorasboxthefilm.com. Well, thank you both for being on the show. It's been my pleasure to have award-winning director Rebecca Snow and executive producer Green Chambersani. And we're ta- we've been talking about Pandora's Box, lifting the lid on menstruation. I wish you much success with this film. Please, everybody seek it out. Um, it's, 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 you're right, it should be shown to uh, teenagers in school. So I, I totally agree with you. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. You've been listening to the Jan Price Show all about movies. And if you have missed any of the shows, they are all archived on thejampriceshow.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, the iHeart Podcast Net Network, Google Play, Spotify, all of them. We're, we're everywhere. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Jam Price Show. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.